welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Claire, and today Elliot's not here, so I'm joined by special guest Anna. Hi, I'm Anna, and today we're going to get lost in the lyrics of Warrior by Demi Lovato. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for updates on my knitting projects and for Anna to try to match Elliot's enthusiasm about flags. Okay, Anna, so what was your initial reaction to this song, or why did you decide that we should uh choose this song to analyze on the podcast today well um for my dance group we're doing a mix of songs by Demi Lovato and I didn't know very much about her before but by now I've heard this song many times as we um sort of practice and choreograph to it and I just thought that it would really help me get some inspiration to take a like a deep dive into the meaning behind the song yeah so um Anna came to me with this song And I was like, okay, because I didn't have any ideas of what song to do. Um, And so about a week ago, we went over the lyrics during lunch and just like sort of did a preview analysis of them. Uh And at that point, I hadn't listened to it. So then I realized yesterday that I still hadn't listened to it. And so I decided to actually listen to it yesterday. And I got some ideas of what this song is about. And I kind of went away from our initial preview analysis, but, you know, we can, we can get into that later, I guess. Our pre-analysis was cool. It was about time travel, but, um, okay. Um, my, my actual reaction listening to it was cyborgs. So, oh, we have, we already have some sci-fi going on. So I see that. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess we can get into the first stanza. It goes, This is a story that I have never told. I gotta get this off my chest to let it go. I need to take back the light inside you stole. You're a criminal, and you steal like you're a pro. So what were your thoughts about this first stanza? Um, so the first line, a story that I've never told, that's, that immediately speaks to me as like, this is a secret, you know? This is something that people don't know about me. Or something that I've been concealing for a while, because it's never, it's not like that, just that I haven't told. Mm-hmm. And maybe, never. maybe there's people who don't want her to tell it. Yeah, maybe. that It's it's like some sort of thing that most people conceal within themselves, and they don't, they don't, they aren't open about it. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I gotta get this off my chest, that, that speaks to me to the physical like yeah. the physical chest rather than off my mind or something it's like a physical thing that's a problem um and then the light inside you stole um so what kind of light would a person have inside of them if they're a cyborg they would have electricity <laughs> running through them and maybe they would have like some lights uh-huh like some flashy sort of Darth Vader chest panels yeah all right Darth all right. Vader chest panels are like some sort of thing. Maybe they have like and if you want a to... mechanical heart. All right. It's in their yeah, chest. yeah. Like the whole um, someone stole her pacemaker idea, but better. Yeah. Yeah. That that was in our preview analysis when we were thinking about how this could be a time travel sort of situation where an older Demi Lovato comes back to the younger Demi Lovato and talks about how. You shouldn't, um, like, 
you can get through this illness that that you have or maybe not maybe it's a character maybe it's not Demi Lovato but the first person narrator anyway all right but but here it's she's got to tell the story of um someone who like stole her cyborg parts is that what we're getting at here maybe i i think you're a criminal and you steal like you're a pro it could be that this person isn't stealing the cyborg parts, but rather is stealing the human body oh. parts and replacing them with cyborg parts. Ah, I see. Okay. Maybe this is like some dystopian future where the people who are really wealthy and rich have human body parts. But then because people are living longer and longer, their their human body parts start to fail. Uh-huh. So they get... They, people like... You have to harvest from yeah, the... Yeah, people who are poor can sell their human body parts <laughs> to the rich people and get cyborg body parts in return. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but just, if it's, I need to take back the light inside you stole, that sounds like a cyborg body part that was also taken away from mm. her. Or it could be symbolic and just like, yeah, she sold her heart or something. Maybe. And then it says, in the next stanza... All the pain and the truth I wear like a battle wound, so ashamed, so confused, I was broken and bruised. Okay, so this is the bit that always gets stuck in my head after we've been rehearsing, but the pain and the truth is what she wears like a battle wound. So, like, why is she... I mean, if it's the pain of having her heart ripped out, like, that's gotta be painful. that makes sense. And Um, then if she wears the truth as well, like, the truth is inside of her, that she has a cyborg heart... uh But so maybe the can... outside world doesn't know that she has a cyborg ah, heart. So she looks perfectly human, but she's got all these cyborg parts inside. Yeah. But, yeah. But she and wants to start wearing the truth on the outside and showing it to people because it's the, the wound that she went through in her battle, which was probably like yeah. she didn't have money to pay rent, so she had to sell all her organs. And it's like a battle wound because if you were if somebody were to cut out your heart, there'd be a yeah. scar there that would be like... if this person had been shot in the heart. Uh-huh. Except it wasn't actually in a battle, it was in some sort of, like, black market surgery type yeah. thing. But she wants to wear it like her battle wound. It was wounds. like a battle wound. It wasn't actually a battle wound. Alright. And she was ashamed and confused, because it's probably, like, do you think it's illegal to sell your body parts? Or maybe it's just, like, the sort of thing that's technically illegal, but, like, rich people can get away with it? Yeah. Or, like, one of those things that, like, technically against the law but people do it anyway uh-huh um and also i mean if you like personally i would think that if you had to sell your actual literal literal organs to like pay the rent or something you would probably be pretty ashamed of that yeah um yeah like yeah. mostly you want to like try to get another job or something not yeah. sell your organs yeah, and I mean, I feel like that could be pretty confusing, like, mm-hmm. just, like, the fact that you have to do that, and this is, like, what this world has come to, like, that's that's a confusing thing. Yeah, and she was broken and bruised because, I mean, I like, mean, painful. she literally doesn't have a heart anymore if we're, yeah. if we're still going with that. And maybe some other organs, too, like, I don't know. Yeah, like a hand kidneys, or something. Or... Intestines. Well, you can definitely, like, sell a kidney without even having a Oh, yeah, you heart. can. Cyborg <laughs> part. <laughs> you don't need a robot kidney if you lose one of them. 
But yeah. okay, so should I read the next? Yeah, go ahead. She says, now I'm a warrior. Now I've got thicker skin. Now I'm a warrior. I'm stronger than I've ever been. And my armor is made of steel. You can't get in. I'm a warrior and you can never hurt me again. So this makes me think that maybe she's like, she's becoming proud of or accepting her cyborg mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. This is the part that got me like, this is about a cyborg, like thicker skin. Like if it's mm-hmm. steel, um, like the armor made of steel, yeah. your thin, your, or your skin <laughs> is going to be a lot thicker um, because I mean like steel versus like flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe there was some sort of market for like, new skin for old people who wanted, like, mm, yeah. not wrinkly skin. Or, like, s- just, like, as an example. Instead um, of getting Botox, people got actual, <laughs> real human skin. That some criminal cut off somebody. Oh, yeah. no. Um, but she's, but now she's realizing with this thicker skin, maybe she can, like, make it better? Or, or just sort of be proud of who she is with this, like, steel skin? Yeah. Like, you've taken so much from me that now I'm stronger. Oh, yeah. You think that you, you, you got the good end of the deal because you got this, (laughs) these human body parts, (laughs) but actually I'm the one coming out on top because I have strong, I'm stronger now. Like, like this person, they were trying to or they were hurting her, but that ended up just making her stronger and they can't hurt her again yeah. because now she's this, like, cyborg with mm-hmm. strength and, like, steel skin and all that. Yeah. Um, going back a little bit, we were at... Uh, in the first stanza, it says you're a criminal, and in the second stanza, we were wondering, like, is this thing legal? So uh-huh. I'm thinking that it's probably illegal now because, like, this person who's, like, taking the organs is considered a criminal. Or maybe... So. Well, it could be, maybe it was legal, but she's saying, no, you're a criminal, this is stealing, and I won't let it stand, and I'm going yeah. to, like, take you to court, because now I have this, like, cyborg body or whatever. Go all the way to the Supreme Court, get this <laughs> law repealed. Yeah, that's going to be in the future, the, like, uh, 35th Amendment grants, uh, it, well, it says you can't steal people's organs or maybe cyborgs get equal rights, I don't know. Equal rise to cyborgs. Oh boy. <laughs> um, are we are we done with that stanza? Do you think? I think so. Okay. So the next stanza says, "Out of the ashes, I'm burning like a fire. You can't save your apologies. You're nothing but a liar. I've got shame. I've got scars that that I will never show. I'm a survivor in more ways than you know." All right. So burning, what does that mean? Is she on fire, or um? Okay, have you ever read the Lunar Chronicles? Yeah, I read those books. Okay, so in cyborgs. the in the Lunar Chronicles, there's a character who is a cyborg, and um, the re. Sorry if you haven't read this, but one of the reasons that she's a cyborg is she was in a fire, like a really bad fire oh, yeah, as a did. child, and so um. And her uh, arm got burned off, and now she has a robot arm. But that's that's not really the point here. The point is that it it could have been there could have been some sort of disaster that caused her to have to do this. Wait, hmm. okay. If if she she was like trying to pay rent, that was what we were going with, and that's why she sold her organs. That's one interpretation. Maybe yeah. 
she was trying to buy a new house because her house was burning like a fire and she was coming out of the ashes. But would she like want to burn again out of the ashes of her house that burned down? I don't know. Maybe it's like a, a whole like like a stronger thing like this. I used to be ashamed of my cyborg thing, but now I'm now it's making me strong. I used to be upset because my house burned yeah. down but now i'm just burning like and a now fire. now she doesn't actually literally burn anymore she's just like gets hot uh-huh. because she's made out of metal <laughs> metal can't yeah. burn no she could maybe melt this so she has to be careful but yeah it would have to be a very hot fire for her to melt though that's true you can save your apologies you're nothing but a liar so maybe like she was promised something yeah oh that would Maybe, like, this person who stole her organs didn't, like, pay her fully or yeah, just maybe, sort of went like back some, on the deal somehow. There's supposed to be, like, some recompense. Um, or, like, maybe she was supposed to get some sort of payment in money, but instead she just got, like, these cyborg parts. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe, like, I don't know. I just I feel like this deal did not go so well. Like, which explains... She made the deal, but then it didn't go well, so she's even more angry, rather than just, mm-hmm. like, I was, I was, I needed money, so I sold my organs. It was, I needed money, so I tried to sell my organs to the shady person who, like, betrayed yeah. me. This criminal, rather uh-huh. than, like, some legal institution where this goes on. She was, this, maybe this criminal was um, trying to give her a better deal than the, like, government-issued one mm-hmm. deal. And instead, she got uh, ripped off. Yeah, yeah, she could have gotten ripped off. Interesting. So she's got she's got shame for going to this sort of like back alley organ harvesting operation. Yeah, and she's got scars from where her uh, yeah her organs and her skin got her, her harvested. Um, but that's interesting that I will never show because she she sounds in um earlier when she says i wear like all the pain and the truth i wear like a battle uh-huh. that sounds like she's revealing her scars but maybe there's like deeper scars that like not physical scars but like figurative scars uh-huh. like deeper down that are the scars that cause the other scars like yeah. why why did she need this money or it's like the shame she's not going to show the shame of like having to her her house got burned down or or she was poor and she had to make money she's not going to be ashamed of that or she is ashamed but she's not going to show it maybe yeah maybe mm. but then she says i'm a survivor in more ways than you know so this person just saw her as like a source of uh income income organs whatever um, but she survived the house fire, um, mm-hmm. and then she survived poverty, and she survived the turning into a cyborg. Yeah. And the I think, again, this goes back to the scars that I will never show, she says. Um, and then, so the survivor, in more ways than you know, like, you're gonna know, like, yeah, oh, she went through something, like, she, she has metal arms, and she has this uh-huh. big scar on her chest. Uh-huh. But, like, in all these ways that you don't know, like, you don't know why I have these scars on my chest, you know? Yeah, so maybe she's trying to get into, like, so she's showing that she's got her, she's finally showing that she's a cyborg and this is what happened to her. And she's not necessarily going to show people, like, all of her, um, 
I don't know, all of the stuff that brought her to it. Although she did earlier say that, like, the truth was what she was wearing, like, a buffalo wound. So, yeah, maybe she's having some internal conflict. I think, yeah, I, I think that is kind of interesting that she says she's wearing the truth, but she's also, like, concealing stu- more stuff. Hmm. Um, and I guess that's sort of, like, this this story that she's never told. Um, like, how to, how to phrase this? Um, I guess if, if it's a story she's never told, she hasn't really opened up to. So if you haven't opened up at all before, like never that absolute there. Uh Um, but if it, if this is an absolutely never, she's never done this before. She's probably not like completely 100% ready to open up um and so there's still some things that she's concealing it's like she she thinks originally like oh yeah I'm I'm wearing the truth on the outside like a battle wound but also like there's there's other stuff that I haven't told you mm-hmm. or maybe it could also be like I'm going to show you what happened and show you my scars but I'm not going to let you like gawk at me I'm not going to show you I don't know, all of my scars, because that would be embarrassing to me, because I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, show random people my... So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Not a stripper. No, yes. She doesn't want to, to strip down and show everyone her scars. Um, Let's see, so yeah. So are we good with that stanza? I think so. And then again... So, th- next in the next one, it's the stanzas that start all the pain and the truth, and then again, the one that starts now. I'm a warrior. But here, but this one, it's these different. ones they are slightly different because they say "cause all the pain and the truth" and "cause now I'm a warrior." And she says, "I'm not broken or bruised." So earlier she says, "I was broken or bruised," but now she's not. She's healed Ooh. from her Ooh. trauma, I think, or she's she's healed and she's a strong cyborg now. Yeah. So instead of being, like, in pain from all of her, like, new body parts that didn't work right now, now she's, like, she's really strong. She can do things humans can't, like, probably, I don't know, like, be strong, throw things, breathe underwater. Yeah. And also, in the first one, you can see the difference. Um, the first part, when she says, I wear, like, the pain and the truth, I wear, like, a battle wound, that's um, present tense. But then the next part, I was broken and bruised, is past tense. So mm-hmm. already she's setting up for this transition to be not broken or bruised. Yeah, so it's sort of like her story of um, accepting herself as a cyborg. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, now I'm a warrior, thicker skin, um, this stuff again. Yeah. Um, and it's like, she thought that like this battle wound was gonna like make her broken and bruised, but in reality like it turned out that wasn't that wasn't what was happening at all. Uh-huh. Or at least not um not permanently. Yeah. And so then she goes into this sort of sad bit where she says, There's a part of me I can't get back. A little girl grew up too fast. All it took was once. I'll never be the same. Now I'm taking back my life today. Nothing left that you can say, because you are never gonna take the blame anyway. Um I just want to make a note that the stanza that starts "cause now I'm a warrior" is exactly the same, other than the "cause" as uh, yeah. the the earlier part that said "now I'm a warrior." Just to clarify that it didn't change up any part like the 
other yeah. part. So the significance of because could be like that's like it's stating the cause. I'm a survivor in more ways, you know, because I've become this warrior now. And also like the idea that now you realize that you're not broken or bruised, so now you can because of that you can gain your full potential as a warrior and you can mm-hmm. realize that you're stronger because of this experience that you had. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we could maybe the term warrior it can mean yeah. many things. It can be, like, an emotional warrior. It can also be, like, if you're going to court to try to make things fairer, like, um, make sure people get a fair deal if they sell their organs, or maybe make people not be able to sell their organs. I don't know. Give cyborgs equal rights. That could be her battle. And then there's also, mm-hmm. there could be, like, a literal battle of, I fight people yeah. because I'm strong. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. And, like, also, like interior strength of like now that now I now that I know this I can I'm like emotionally stronger because I've had to go through this but also like physical strength of being made out of steel yeah yeah um so for this verse now yeah so it starts there's a part of me I can't get back a little girl grew up too fast and just a side note we've been referring to the narrator as she and I feel like I have to do this because we've done it in every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, I think, maybe the Odyssey episode. But that's that's that was slightly different. Um, the narrator does refer to themselves as a little girl. So we have been using he, or not he, um, she, her pronouns. Um, just side note on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like a fairly, fairly logical explanation. Yes. But. Um, um and so I, the part of her yeah. she can't get back, like that skin that got grafted onto old people's faces, the the hearts and the kidneys, you you only have one heart. Um she can't get that back. It's in someone else's yeah. body now. <laughs> it's a literal part of me that I can't get back. Uh-huh. And then also the idea of a little girl grew up too fast, like the fact that um like if she was in poverty and having to like sell her organs, like that's a pretty intense yeah um sort of feeling that you have like as a young person like maybe she saw her parents have to go through the same thing when yeah, she maybe was it's younger like the cycle of um, the cycle of poverty and being a cyborg also yeah they're connected now um they're connected yeah. but and then also a little girl grew up too fast that makes me think maybe she was like she was young fairly young when she first like um lost her money, lost her house, had to mm-hmm. sell her organs, but maybe, like, the she ended up with a cyborg body that was, like, older, or, like, people thought of her mm-hmm. as someone, like, older or tougher, yeah. even though she was still young. Yeah. Um, also, like, if her parents were struggling as well, which is likely if she was um, struggling financially, um, they might have had her... Um, like get a job earlier on mm-hmm. um then she might have done otherwise um so i mean i think that could also be part of it the fact that like she had to sort of become an adult before she was really ready to be an adult yeah yeah both with the responsibilities and maybe the physical aspect yeah i mean if the physical aspect is like being a cyborg um, like, I could see that, um, being something that would happen, like, usually it would be the adults that would become cyborgs because, you know, they were, 
mm-hmm. you know, fully grown, like it's easier to put on like a steel um, <laughs> limb or organ if this person is already grown up and they're it's like uh, their organ is the fully formed in yeah. the right size. But if she had to do this when she was younger than most people, then that would be like in the society a symbol of you being older. Because most mostly older people would have that. Yeah, and that situation. ties into the whole like financial responsibility to her family. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, there must be like a lot of demand for like young, like teenagers' skin and organs. I yeah. know it's harder to like. It's there's. I could definitely if you're a see kid who needs skin. an organ transplant. It's harder to get one because there aren't so many. Yeah. People. Um, and then it says all it took was once. I'll never be the same. So like obviously, if you like lost a finger or something like you gave somebody a finger say then you're gonna have a steel finger and you're not gonna be the same after that mm-hmm. or like if you lost a kidney you're not gonna be the same it makes me wonder whether she lost all of her like organs and limbs and whatever um in one go or whether it was sort of a gradual process but the first time was what sort of like got her into it and she was never the same yeah i feel like this is going back to like the past and she's opening up more like the rest of it is pretty vague Uh like this is a story i've never told and then she goes on and it's pretty vague like she has to tell some like vague sidewinding parts to get to this and then it's more specific where she's talking about like specifically in my past when i was a little girl uh-huh. This is this is some of the stuff that happened. I feel like maybe just directly after her house burned down, maybe she'd been like struggling and she this was a sort of source of income that she'd been considering but maybe didn't want to do it and then her house burned down and she had no money and she was like, "All right, I'm going to just yeah, go. I'm going to have to do it." And that one time was um what changed her forever, but although now she's obviously like sort of growing past that and becoming stronger, but that was the one moment that sort of ruined yeah. things for her. The inciting incident. Yes, we had to write an essay about that. Oh. Oh, but it was the uh, eliminating incident. It was for oh. English. Um. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I forgot to ask you. Okay. I was I was gonna add another part to the intro, but we can add that after. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Whoops. Um. Okay. Anyway, we're back to now the the part. Uh, gosh. All right. The lyrics. No, got I'm- so lost in them that we got sidetracked. <laughs> um. Is she says now I'm taking back my life today. Nothing left that you can say. Right. Like so maybe this person wanted her to like. Maybe once you sort of get sucked into the cycle of this, mm-hmm. sort of this business, you give them some of your organs, you are expected to maybe work for them, or... Um, yeah. I could also see that there would be um, prejudice against people who are cyborgs. Yeah. Um, like, the idea that they're lesser than people who are fully human. Mm-hmm. Or people so, might not understand, or they're scared yeah. of these people with, like, their big metal limbs and whatever. Yeah. Um, um, although she's been apparently hiding that pretty well, but now she wants to... Yeah, she wants to, like, take back her life. Like, if you're sucked into this cycle of, like, selling your limbs instead of, like, getting an actual job, uh-huh. you're just gonna get more and more 
cyborg and um i mean not i wouldn't want to say less human because like you're still human yeah cyborg rights here as far as like percentage of flesh to metal (laughs) you're gonna be less percentage flesh and more percentage metal and that's gonna cause people to look at you like you know who are you are you a person or are you a robot um and so i feel like they would be less likely to give jobs to these um sort of people but um now she's decided like you know what i'm not gonna stay in this cycle of adding more cyborg parts instead of getting an actual job and working to pay off um like what i need to pay like my rent and stuff and Mm -hmm. so she's gonna take it back take back that life that is hers her human life instead of this weird cyborg selling limbs life yeah so maybe she had a little bit of a double life like she was sort of presenting as human and people would see her as human but then um she was also sort of still attached to this sort of uh, circle of the the uh, selling your organs and all that, and maybe mm-hmm. whoever this person is who she keeps ag- addressing, this maybe con person, limb stealer, mm-hmm. was saying, you can't be a part of regular society. If you're a cyborg, they're going to know. And she says, no, forget this. I'm taking back my life. I'm going to be a cyborg, and I'm going to cha- make a change. And I think that's pretty inspiring. Yeah. And then... The, the last line here is because you were never going to take the blame anyway. So, like, that that idea that this person who's, like, stealing her, well, taking her limbs and replacing them with cyborg, cyborg limbs mm-hmm. wasn't going to take the blame for all the hurt that um, they had caused her. And Yeah. So this person was, like, like that uh, movie we saw in religion class about slavery in the chocolate industry Mm -hmm. um buy fair trade chocolate anyway this person maybe just saw themselves as part of the system and they weren't doing anything wrong they were just trying to like make money off of poor people trying to sell their organs um like it wasn't their fault in their mind but uh uh-huh in her mind like yeah it is this person's fault like yeah sure the system is broken but also this person is broken in that way in the same way as the system and not only are they playing into the broken system but they're just doing it for maximum gain to themselves like how they had these sort of i mean obviously it's a bit of a um, bad system where people have to sell their organs to get money but they are just doing it in an increasingly unfair way where these people don't get what they deserve and Mm -hmm. they're not going to take the blame but she is going to bring it to light and let the world know. Okay. So the next stanza is exactly the same as that now I'm a warrior stanza. So now I'm a warrior. I've got thicker skin. I'm a warrior. I'm stronger than I've ever been, etc. And then she says, no, oh, yeah, yeah. And that comes after, and you can never hurt hurt me again. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm not quite sure about the inflection of this in the song, but the idea that she says no first, and she says no once, and she's, like, she's contradicting this point that you can never hurt me again, but then she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and so the two yes counteract the one no. Yeah, maybe she's um, having a little bit of internal conflict. Like, she's worried, can this person still hurt her since 
obviously in the society the problem is that people who are cyborgs don't have so much rights so so many rights yeah and so she's like maybe they can hurt me maybe they can silence me and then she's like uh yeah yeah i this person I agree. can't hurt me i get i agree with this never that they can never hurt me and then she says again you can never hurt me again and so that's again confirming this idea that she had a bit of doubt about but then she confirmed it with the yas and then she said again like you can never hurt me again this we're is... done here all right <laughs> that was good okay so that's the end of the song um here's the thing that i was going to ask anna before we got into the entire song warrior by Demi Lovato. Um, so I was gonna ask you how you knew me and Elliot, because, like, oh, there's gotta yes. be a reason you're on this podcast. I didn't just, like, pick somebody up off the street. <laughs> so, obviously, she's hinted at the fact that, um, we go to the same school. Um, so I guess, yeah. yeah. We go to the same school. Um, I think I met Elliot before I met you because it was at that sort of like picnic thing at the beginning of the yeah. I didn't go to that summer before <laughs> freshman year, and then the first time I met you, I'm not sure. I think we had. I think we sort of had lunch in the same area yeah. freshman year, um, but I didn't really know Anna then um, because we didn't have any classes together. But then we got to know each other better over the last couple of years. Yeah, you seemed cool. You were knitting things a lot. Yeah, not freshman year though. No, I didn't but, like, learn to I remember until like sophomore year. year. I'd yeah. be like, oh, that's Claire. She seems cool. She knits things. Yeah, that's that's my identity at our <laughs> school. That one kid who sits in the hallway and knits stuff all the time. Um. Okay. So, do you have any um anything to say about flags? Hmm. No. Like, <laughs> a favorite flag, perhaps? Um, I like the flag of Japan. I think mm. it's really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. The um, J- Japanese fa- flag is pretty cool. It's just got, like, this, this white dot with a red circle. Does that symbolize the sunrise? Yeah, I think it does. I think it originally, like, World War Two area had, like, um like sort of sunbeams coming out of the circle in the middle mm-hmm. but then they simplified it to just be the circle in the middle cool you know more about I know a surprising amount of, about flags like even before we started this podcast I think like I don't know flags are kind of weird hmm. yeah um uh can I get a little bit political yeah confederate be flags in- are bad you shouldn't have them mm, yeah the- <laughs> that's my opinion okay the thing about the confederate flag is that they kind of stole the idea from the United States flag. <laughs> like, they put stars to symbolize the Confederate states. It's like they, they plus the ones it. Plus the border states that had slaves or something. And then they, like, used the same colors, too. Like, come on. Like, if you really want to secede, make your flag yeah, completely don't just, don't just different. Steal the ideas. And then people fly and they're like, it's American pride, even though it's like... Yeah, it's literally the like people the who are trying to go against America. Not being okay. American anymore. Okay. That's enough right. political flag talk. We don't need another flag rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so how's the knitting going? My knitting, uh, there's a lot of it. Like, we're sitting in my room right now, um, recording in person, and... I can see 
five different things that mm-hmm. I've knit in the past week from where I'm sitting. Um, so yesterday I used some giant size 50 needles to knit a scarf. Um, I also finished a hat yesterday. I, I mean, I haven't sewn in the end, so it's not actually wearable yet. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have another hat that I also haven't sewn in the ends for. And so then it's I sort have of like a tube. Well, with a it, hole the, at the top. It's a hat, but it doesn't have, um, like the end bits aren't, aren't finished. Yeah. Um, I see. Yeah, and then I have another hat that I'm currently making over there as well, and. I am knitting another flag as well. And since we had, like, meh flag news, um... Well, excuse me. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I take okay, that back. Our meh. flag news was decent. But I have flag news about the podcast. So, a couple weeks ago, I had an idea of what the flag of this podcast could be. Because we, we considered making a flag. Because, you know, like, flags are kind of a thing on this podcast podcast like obviously they are um and i was like you know we can combine our two things flags and knitting into a knit flag for this podcast so it is structured like the canadian flag in that it has a stripe of red on one side a square of white and then a stripe of red on the other side and then in the middle instead of a red maple leaf it has a blue um, connected uh, eighth note symbol, um, like the music, yeah. the music note, um, and they're supposed to be one of them has like the little bar through it, like if you were to have, see a middle C, so that one is a C, and the other one is a little bit higher, oh, so it's an E. That's very clever. I so like it. We got the symbolism. It's simple. There's only three colors on it. We've hit all the flag criteria. <laughs> Gotta make sure you get that that in there. I approve. Okay. Ready to wrap it up? Okay. So today we got lost in the lyrics of Warrior by Demi Lovato and learned how it is about a dystopian society um, where poor people are forced into selling their organs and becoming cyborgs and it um, critiques the cycle of poverty in the world. Um, thank you to Demi Lovato, Andrew Goldstein, Emmanuel Kirieku, sorry about the pronunciation, and Lindy Robbins for writing it and to Demi Lovato for uh, singing and performing it. This podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is by Elliot and I am usually the one who you interact with on social media. If you have any questions for Claire or Elliot or would like to suggest a song for them to analyze in the future, you can find them on Twitter at LITLpod or by email at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get Lost in the Lyrics. Have a dandy day!